Alright folks, welcome back to another episode of Mostly Ghostly. You know what I mean? How's everybody doing out there? That's great. Ray, how you doing today? Not bad. How about you? I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. You know what I mean? We got into a dark one today, I heard. Woo! Some bad brothers. Popping into some bad brothers and sisters, perhaps, that... uh, too, I'm too bad to the bone to be anywhere else. You know what I mean? They can't even be in hell. That's how bad to the bone they are. It's kind of legendary crazy madness up in there for sure. What do you think, Ray? I don't know. If you get kicked out of hell and you end up on Earth, what does that say about Earth? Oh, well, that's true. We're never, yeah, that is true. Even, even the big guy, when he got exiled, he had to go to, that's where he fell. You know what I mean? scary now this one's kind of a scary one because you go these ones are they're here they're they're on the earth with you and now this talks of how they like to take your soul before you die because they're so close to you just pretty dark pretty dark and cold if you ask me um so everybody make sure to hit up on their their prayer books and their protection books on this one, heavy, after, just from listening to it. You might have to put a discretion at the opening, at the beginning of this episode, Ray, to save people, which we've been meaning to do. I don't think we've, I don't think we've done the recording yet, but we, maybe this will be for that. But, so, uh, do you want to say anything about this before we pop off in? Warning, may be dangerous for your soul. Yeah, make sure your soul's right for more reasons than just the regular biz. But I uh, got these things lurking. Got demons that are some super demons uh, roaming the earth. So you got to be careful. Now, especially when night falls, it's the worst time. Now, the slaw, they come out. These Celtic soul-stealing spirits go out to the hunt various forms. Maybe they'll appear as an emaciated beast. Or perhaps they'll swarm like a flock of ravens. Whatever guys they adopt, they have one terrible purpose. To devour your soul. So, uh, yeah. Right off the bat, you know. Emaciated beasts, you know, just means like tore up animals type deal. That's kind of an interesting one. I, I kind of, I find, uh, you know, I don't think I'd have to say that I like things here in this episode like that. Since we're going to a place. But the visual of that is kind of, um, dare I say, appealing to the creative mind, I guess. That's the best way to do it. What do you think? You got the, the beast? Yeah, that's, yeah. That's a perfect way to scare people. Flocks of ravens, I mean, I've always, in the movies and stuff, you always see the birds and, like, uh, you know, the flocks moving, showing people that you can block out the sun, do all types of crazy stuff. But um, I definitely the animals, all beat up animals, is, is uh, that that's kind of, that wins it for me over the other one, I think. But uh, well, if you're talking about ravens, ravens and crows in many cultures were associated with death. Yeah. In the old, in the old lore, yeah. Now I'm with you. You know, so they target the weak. You know what I mean? Those who are sick or dying. But the slaw, am I saying that right? Uh, I believe so. I think so. Like a coleslaw, 
uh, definitely coleslaw. Also stocks the seemingly healthy. Uh, nothing calls them quite like uh, calls them quite like the pain of a sorrowful heart. Oh my goodness! Uh, how can you avoid their horrific clutches? Well, keep the windows and doors shut tight. Which they give you that advice, but I gotta say I don't really kind of jive with that. You know, it gets you no matter what. It blow right through them doors. It's like the wind and the cracks coming to get you. Um, but yeah. We got some coleslaw for sure. Uh, demonic spirits came from the souls of the dead, perhaps, who were the evil, and then they were ejected from hell itself. You know what I mean? So that's your deal. That's some of the stuff we're going to get into today. Uh, light your sage up immediately. Cindy Lou should be here with holding two things of sage and maybe one in her mouth. A third one burning just for the the, the, the craziness of this episode. You know what I mean? Now, they are too evil to stay in hell, Ray. That's the deal here. The lore of the slaw paints a portrait of an ancient earth crawling with inhuman creatures. Demons, witches, and fairies lived alongside mortals. Now, as for the slaw themselves, they were evil souls. Souls so dark that they had been barred from hell. They were cursed to wander as something not quite living. And not quite dead. Before we go any further, what do you know about the slaw as of right now? Like off the bat, you know, you know a lot about it, or these things, uh, entities. No, not much. I'm kind of I'm curious to see how it ties in, or what elements from different legends or different lore. Yeah, me too. How it comes together. It's definitely going to be an interesting one. I like the idea of uh, souls that are so bad they couldn't even get into get into hell. I like that idea. It says that well, then the uh, what's worse than the demons? Potentially humans. Well, that's actually like very metaphorical in a way, where if they're so dark, where they ended up on Earth. So yeah. in 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 you know mainly saying Earth is darker than hell, so to speak. Which is there's a lot of people that would agree with that. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So we'll take, we'll start our venture into this realm. Uh, they take the form of demonic birds. You know what I mean? Like the, the, the ravens from before, the crows and stuff, like you were just saying, Ray, they've always had kind of, the black birds have always had kind of like a bad vibe. Now the Slaw's appearance is the full stuff of nightmares. Spirits supposedly resemble gigantic black birds, but with leathery, <clears throat> leathery wings and disfigured legs. Even their smell is vile, like rotting flesh. I think they they got bad cases of diarrhea, and I think that they don't brush their beaks. So that's probably where that foul smell is coming from. That's my take. Rotting flesh is one of those ones you, you, we hear a lot about. We've heard a few stories from from guests talking about the smells of you know rotting flesh and decomposing stuff. And that, uh, in most cultures, is enough to scare somebody. Uh, especially mine right now. I'm scared. Um, now, when the horrible creature finds their prey, they let out a blood-curdling screech. Uh, it's the last thing their victims hear before their souls are ripped away. We had focal, uh, local folklore. I want to say in Bridgewater, in that area, kind of the Triangle area. I, I don't think it was Bridgewater, but it was like somewhere in the Bridgewater Triangle area. It was called the Predator. 
Uh, maybe Duxbury. I don't know. I laughed at my cousin. I remember he told me the story, but it's a uh, supposedly like a big pterodactyl type deal. And it does like the scream that it would make was horrifying. And I remember like my cousin would do it because he, I don't remember if he's seen it himself. I think he might have seen it himself or if he heard the story, but he would do it. And it was so horrifying that I've always wanted him to do it and record it for like a movie or something because the sound is just incredibly unsettling. You know what I mean? And that's where a lot of, you know, these things, the only thing, you know, you're, you're breathing out, you're screaming like everything that breathes like us makes noise like a bird would have to kind of figure out a way to kind of, you know, let out the air and kind of move its mouth to it to get its best effect. You know what I mean? As we do when people sing songs and uh, sing tunes, you know what I mean? But yeah, the horrifying, I, 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 that sound, I know I went a little off the beaten path, but that sound that my cousin did from what he heard was probably one of the scariest things I've ever heard in my life. Now, next <laughs> up. Yeah. I was going to say, actually, you take a look at the description you gave of what's around the Bridgewater Triangle. Mm. And it sounds a lot like the description over there at the Celt for the Celts. Mm. Both of them. Maybe there's more to this story than we would like to admit to ourselves. I've, you know, prehistoric things. Since a kid, I've always thought that, like, the dinosaurs and the demons were, like, almost the same species. You know what I mean? Almost the same thing. Um, now, these folks that we're talking about, the, the sloths that get down so viciously, they like to steal souls of the dying. Now, that's something you'll hear from time to time because, like, at the person's week. And it's the best time for an entity like that to kind of pop in and snatch it easily without a fight, so to speak. You know what I mean? Now, the sloth feasts on a particular prey, the souls of the dying. The creatures stalk people as they take their final breaths. Uh, then, just as the unfortunate victim is about to perish, they suck their weakened soul and disappear. You know what I mean? Scary stuff. And as for the soul, it is doomed to fly forever within the dark flock of the slaw. You know, that's kind of a... I've had a weird theory about, like, people who kill people, like serial killers and stuff. And it almost vibes with that a little bit, where, like, it killed that thing and it kind of became a part of its aura. You know what I mean? I almost, I don't know if it's true, but I, it was an interesting theory to journey down that, like, all these people that kill people, like, does that somehow make those people in debt to them in an afterlife or, like, they can collect, actually collect people in a way, you know what I mean? Um, very, I think that's a very interesting discussion thing. But um, that reminded me of that when we talked about it going into the aura and becoming a part of its flock. Yeah, do you want to comment on that before we move into the more of the well, flock? Well, there are legends. Um, we did something on Sin Eaters. There's another one is Soul Collectors. And we can dive into that at another time. But uh, And there are legends or there's theories about very powerful beings, evil, 
then when they go cross over to the other side, what they do is they do collect souls on, and they're already on the other side. So that might be in line with you, uh, what you were saying. Yeah. And that's, uh, I think our episode is just desserts, uh, with the soul eater episode that we did, I think maybe a season ago. But uh, these 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 uh, these vicious canids, they hunt in a flock, Ray. You know what I mean? Hence, why you would want more with you—a part of your gang, a part of your team, a part of your inf- infantry—and uh, move it into take over whatever you want to take over. Now, in Irish, "sla" means host. All right, like the host with the most, um, which I gotta get down with because I do have a lot of Irish in me, so I gotta. The host is how it goes. And believe I'm a host, Ray. Imagine that. Oh, I'm a slaw. Believe it or not, I'm a slaw, brother. I guess I'm a slaw. Should I not be saying this? But I mean, realistically, I'm a host on the Mostly Ghostly Show with Ray Boo. And and I'm an Irish man. I mean, or I got enough in me to kind of sway in that direction, I'd say. But... I don't even. I knew this episode was going to be dark. Look at me. I'm I'm saying terrible things here. Um, but they overwhelm their prey with sheer numbers as a deadly uh, determination. So like they're out to get them. So they they're overwhelming both by force and by numbers, which is kind of it is very infantry infantry like. You know what I mean. Army like, if I, I I believe I'm saying that word correctly, but it is very like army and war minded a little bit, you know what I mean? Which is a little human. I'd say got a little bit of human in them, I'm vibing with a little bit of human. Uh, de- definitely swarming and overwhelming. Oh yeah. Could the, this is this is warlike? Could these be the we say if you, when you start saying what are some of the biggest problems this world has? It's got war is going to be top of the list with p- killing people off. Could it could almost be possible to say these things? These ancient demons on Earth are are influential in when we go to war and stuff like that. That's almost like a wild concept that's blowing my mind a little bit here. Not really, because what happens? There's a lot of death, and they get they get to take more souls. Well, yeah, that's what they want. That's what, like, the army. Like, we got dark arts going on. I think it's like some army ties. This has some, like, it's got some weird stuff going in it, man. This is some weird connections we probably shouldn't be making. If this is the last episode of Mostly Ghostly, remember, it was all about the armies. Now, nobody is safe from these things. Now, the souls of the weak and the dying make easier prey, but not even healthy people are safe from the slot. Feelings of sadness and heartache attract the creature, uh, as does even saying their name aloud. And once an individual becomes a target, they can't avoid their doom. That's kind of gloomy and sad and very uh, scary, because usually in these stories, there's a way to shake it. And it's not... <laughs> It sounds like there's no way to shake these. Now, that is unless someone else is willing to sacrifice themselves to the dreaded spirits. Yeah, that's no goo. That's no goo. Either way, that's an ultimate sacrifice, too, because you got to be dealing with someone that knows what they're getting into and still knowing that even when they're dead, that the, the sacrifice probably isn't over. Like, if you're in a spiritual battle like that, if you're giving up 
You know what I mean? I feel like if you're making a sacrifice, it's not just you're dying and you clean with the house. They probably you die and they probably want that spirit. They want that soul. You know what I mean? It's not no goo. Uh, if you say their name, you're doomed. They say, you know, um, much like you know, you know. A sidetrack question. You know, we have like Candyman and Bloody Mary. What's your take on those being almost demons that kind of got like, you know, because, you know, the same thing where like you give it respect or you kind of give it praise or you talk about it, you do it the way kids would do it. They would give it more power. You think that there's really demons behind those, those childhood uh, sleepover games, if you will. Uh, There might be an entity there. I think part of it, even if it didn't start off as, as anything too solid or a demon, et cetera. And we did uh, an episode on how thoughts can uh, human form mind things. conjuring. Yep, that's it. And if you take centuries of people doing this, putting that energy out there, which mm-hmm. would, all could have started off as a legend, countless millions of people haven't done it. That's a lot of energy. Suddenly you got something real that grew out of all that. And I think there probably is now. Yeah. You know, names are often said to have power, as we all know and talk about. That seems to be the case there. Uh, It's thought that saying the name of the evil creature aloud summons them directly to you. And they won't leave. They won't leave until they've claimed your soul. Well, like I said, we're going into dark territory here. Now, you can ward them off, it says. Uh, <laughs> they can be seem like terrifying and unstoppable force, but according to legend, you can defend against them by taking a simple step, a few simple steps. Uh, the creatures are believed to fly in, in from the west, so locking doors and windows that face the direction should bar their entrance. This is especially crucial if someone in the house is sick or dying. In some homes, the tradition of shutting west-facing entryways is still practiced. I've heard about I've ne- I've never practiced it intentionally, but uh, yeah, I've heard of that whole deal about the west. What do you know about that stuff? Uh, not much, but I would think as far as the West goes, what you're looking at is the sun goes down and the darkness comes in. So people won't like that direction. Interesting. Cause I've heard about, I've heard, you know, that's not one of the common ones, but that goes back a bit. Like people have uh, been doing that and almost like not openly, but like I've heard about that. I know I've heard about people doing that. Um, now, they're sometimes the souls of sinners, you know what I mean? Which I assume that they sound kind of like they're their own little devil, like they're their own devils, so so to speak. Almost maybe these are like at the at the same power level of the devil, and the devil can't get down with them because, you know, it's hell's his spot, so to speak. I mean, that kind of... It, it sounds like turf wars. I mean, it does. It's funny, but I mean, realistically, I think that's what it is. He's got that spot. It's kind of weird that they come to Earth. I think that, you know, that's saying something. Um, In ancient Ireland, uh, they were known as evil spirits. However, 
When Christianity arrived, the story changed. Missionaries began adapting local lore uh, to better spread their religion. So rather than dark spirits, they became evil sinners. Their new identity helped convince converts that their actions on earth would have repercussions for their eternal souls. So now they are they're they're like almost uh they're they're sinners that come back to help you type deal. Is that what you gather from that or No, I think what they had with the missionaries were trying to just again they, they were using fear, saying you're gonna end up as one of these things. Okay. And that you know, you, you better behave or else this is what you're gonna end up as. Mm. Mm. Um yeah, it's a, it's one of them things, man. Missionaries began adapting local lore to spread their religion. Troublesome. Uh, they're connected to ancient religious ideas, these entities. Uh, some of their characteristics, uh, like its ability to fly, uh, its connection to the immortal soul, uh, appear time and time again in various religions. Yeah, the flying thing always there. It feels like is it just because of a power of? Is that the most magical thing realistically for some for a physical like a person or something to do? I know bird birds obviously doing stuff like that, but like flying seems to be up there with like uh, if you are the man or woman. Well, if you are if you go back far enough when nothing flew except mm-hmm. the birds and you were kind of like tied to the earth. You lived by its toil. You had the farm and this and that. You might have a horse, but you take some very early, early societies. Flying would be the ultimate power and amazing things. You just escape, escape and fly off in the sky. Imagine that's magical. Yeah. Anything that can do that has to be special. Now in this really? case, in this case, the special happens to be a special kind of evil. They gave it power. Wings give power. In yeah. legend. Well, you got it. Raise my man. Now, both pagan and Christian beliefs hold that the soul can rise above the earth. Uh, air is seen as more divine and otherworldly. So it's the domain of things that are no, not quite human. Many ancient sources also refer to the soul taking the form of birds. Birds is a big deal. They see all. They see all. I mean, in the beginning, when they, when I would, you would you would almost say that the world's the birds. It's, you know, they're they're the highest ones up. They want they fly around, and you know, you're all you're all performance for them. You know what I mean? Now to get back into our entities here, they're blamed for, and you do you realize I stopped using their name, right? That that's not an accident. <laughs> so, so to get back into these entities, they're blamed for unexplained deaths. You know, as late as the 1900s, they've been blamed for the deaths that people cannot explain. Um, in Scotland, a child was discovered dead with his hands stuck in the holes of a wall behind his house. Locals explained it was uh, the spirit picking up the unfortunate youngster and dropping him from the sky. Now that makes it very realistic because I know that big like birds do that stuff for their prey, like that's bringing it into the almost very real because it's the reality. 
you know, mixing with the spiritual, the supernatural, if you will. Um, that's what birds do. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll fly, they'll grab things, fly them up high, drop them. They fall all the way down, die, and then they come and eat them. You know what I mean? That's kind of a known bird thing to do. What do you think, Ray? I agree. And tying this uh, supernatural thing into something that's known in the world makes it very powerful. More believable. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Now, that's just, I, you know, that's a terrible way to go. Now, addition, in addition to innocent children, the mythical creatures are blamed for the deaths of uh, petty criminals and vagabonds, though those may have been the work of human vigilantes. I almost feel like it's very possible for them to be the work of vigilantes. You know what I mean? Um... So what do you, what's your take on these things? You think we're talking about some real life things or you think this is something something that it got kind of built up like the when I see the crossover of I you know I don't I'm not denying anything but when I see the crossover of like the the physical of birds and then the, the supernatural stuff I almost kind of get then I start thinking okay maybe somebody just seen a bird that was really big one day and in their head, they just thought, because we've all seen pictures probably of these birds. I seen a picture the other day of some Eagle that was like ridiculous that landed in like somebody's yard and the can and the camera, like the, the, the blink camera caught it or whatever. So it's like, I almost kind of vibe a little bit with like, it's just maybe birds like that scene. Um, and maybe like some lore that kind of builds with it. And you have these, well, they're here because, you know, for whatever reason, you know, they were, they can, they're too hot to handle uh, in hell. So they had to come here, which I think it would be better a story to say that they flew. They, with their wings, they flew out of hell or something like that, or they flew, they were in heaven and they flew out of heaven. I think that would make more sense for a story wise, I guess from from hell, like the comic book. But yeah, I don't know. What's your take? What do you think? I think they, uh, the cultures back then, they blended a lot of things. Yeah. And if you, if you want to portray something as powerful, like we were talking, you'd say it could fly, which people can't do. Hmm. It's also different legends and you're getting a little bit in a cryptid thing. Uh, like Native Americans out in Western America, there is the, uh, I think it's called the Thunderbird, mm-hmm. that large, larger than an eagle that would come down and grab children and pick people up. Yeah, scary. And there have been, I'd say there have been sightings or incidents that have come up within the last 20 years. So are there still some out there? Because at one time they did exist. Yeah. So you get these giant birds who are probably in more than one place in, a, in the world. I mean, what do you want? This thing plucking you off the earth up into the sky where you're helpless? No. And then, then I mean, that's a bad thing becomes an evil thing. Some Somebody turns around and says, oh, no, that, that that's that's a demon or that that's a bad soul. And now you're starting to come into someone making it into a story, teaching you a, or giving you a lesson or fair. It's 
all that other stuff that comes comes in comes later. Yeah. But I think it's kind of blending both. Oh, you got the bad soul here, and you got this monster bird here. Let's put them together and scare the crap out of them. I mean, if you think for a moment of being attacked by an oversized bird, <clears throat> like a bird the same size as you, you know, the talons, them digging them talons in your back or like grab you by the neck or shoulder where they can grab you by, they're not caring to not hurt you. You know, those things sink into you. They pick you up and they're predators. Like you look at a bird and you go, they, it's almost, you know, it's, it's no different than a tiger looking you in the face. An anaconda looking at you. It's, it's, it's just as like those beaks. Like I'm, I've been around regular sized birds and you, you, you get bit with those beak once or twice. You, you start to get hesitant a little Ooh, when you're around them. Uh, and that's a small beak. Imagine a beak that could pop your head like a grape. You don't want to play that. No, no, thank you. No, thank And, uh, those birds. You know, they were, animals were bigger. It's proven animals were bigger back in the day. Um, and it's possible, you know, those things, it's always interesting, another interesting theory to dive into with them. But, you know, they have the whole dinosaurs with birds theory, but you also have the whole take of like, you know, when the comet hit and killed things, that was like the one big reset that everybody always talks about. But realistically, things that were underwater, had a chance to survive and things that were in the air had a chance to survive. And if they were able to survive that situation, who's to say that could, that couldn't, that couldn't kept, you know, through having, I get you would have to have enough to be able to continue to have baby whatever's to keep it going. But if you were, if you had enough of that species to kind of keep building, you know, then yeah, it would survive. I think you know what I mean, unless something drastic happened. You know, I, I agree. Think you get a big enough gene pool, and that that species will keep going. You know, so it's like who's to say? It's like who's to say there isn't some there isn't birds out there the size of airplanes? They have good lungs, so they can go very high. Actually, I retract that. That's probably the worst thing I could have said. But who's to say there aren't, you know, reasonably sized birds that have outlast, you know, outlasted a lot of time because they had the higher rank. And realistically, that's the deal. Like in that dino, in the dinosaur extinction, realistically, the damage was done. But if you could stay in the air long enough and underwater long enough, you probably could have survived it, is my assumption. But who's to say? So this bird deal, though, these giant birds, you know, mythical, you know, mythical creatures when they kind of mash up animal and human type stuff. Then you're getting little, you know, Egyptian type stuff. You're getting wild. You're getting wild and crazy. You know what I mean? But I don't know. This is more, I mean, the folklore of things being so, so evil that they, they can't, that hell can't even keep them. I think. That's some serious trouble that we got on Earth with us, or it's just like a story, you know what I mean? Because um, like it's great. It's like if it's too much, if it's too hot, it's too hot to handle it in hell. Then like then it kind of, it just kind of like makes it, it makes like the devil deal. Like so what? You know what I mean? Like 
you almost kind of look at the devil and go, okay, you know, he has his position as the top bad guy. You know, that's his position. All right. That's what it is. But then now they're introducing other people that go, oh, well, these people, they're too hot to handle. They couldn't be there type situation. And then you think to yourself, well, it's the same deal with the devils. Like, there's multiple devils going on here, except those other devils are here with us now, unfortunately. But I think it's all one big gigantor metaphor type deal with for how bad the world is. Like it acts up somebody tried to explain it at one point with being like, Oh, well, that's just because we're so fucked up because, uh, you know, like there's worse devils here than hell, man. You know what I mean? I will I, that. <laughs> no, I, I agree with that. I think the, uh, it, like you were saying, it's more a story about the potential that the human has for evil. Uh, that it's so great that even Satan himself would go, oh, oh, hell no, you get out. That's it. Yeah. I mean, I personally think all that evil is energy. Like, I don't really think there's a face to it, so to speak. It can take a physical form, but I don't know. I don't know if it would take the form of a bird. Yeah, it's just me though. Maybe that's maybe the you know the birds do have like they are symbolic for different things and stuff. But who's to say? The rules were written long before me, my friend, and long before you. You know what I mean? Surprisingly, I do think you were involved with the rules though. <laughs> they came, they asked. <clears throat> but uh, yeah. So, yeah, I think, you know, I was leading into this one a little more kind of creeped out. Thought we were going to get into some heavy deal stuff. Uh, we did kind of get into some heavy deal stuff. But as we wrap up, I, I kind of feel like uh, I kind of feel like it's that one. There might be a little more story in there. You know what I mean? Now, what I found interesting is what it said, like, what it talked about, uh, in the, like in the dark ages, uh, when the, when the, it was demons on Earth, that there was demons, demons, witches, and fa- and fairies. Now the demon, dear, it's interesting because I, when I hear witches, witches, I I always just think it was just a human lady, maybe a little beat up, you know what I mean? But for the most part, that's what I'm thinking. Of, what should I be thinking of? Some should I have a better or bigger, vast picture of what a witch could be, or is that pretty much what it is? Uh, you got legend, and you got fact. In Middle Ages and Dark Ages, basically, a witch was the outsider at the, on the edge of town. And just by the fact that they didn't have access to a lot of what other people in the town had, they may have been a bit rougher around the edges because they didn't have what they needed, but it was generally people the church gave them that label because they were more in tune with the earth. It was an earth uh, belief system, very much Mother Earth and the healing and plants, and they just become thrown out of town and considered evil. But they've never really been evil. It's so wild how they'll do that, where they, you know, they got. I'm trying to picture this world where it's just outsiders you know what i mean like human outsider people and fucking demons walking around like it's like alien nation except 
demons instead of aliens, dude. It's kind of a weird deal. Or that Bright movie they made a couple years back, I think it was called. Don't forget the theories. Yeah. They were right there, too. And we're not talking about Tinkerbell here. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, that's why, like, I could I could understand fairies and demons. I could definitely understand them meshing together. But, like, in that, when I was picturing that, that grouping in my head, witches just seemed very out of place. You know what I mean? It is because it's an out of, uh, I call it, it's a fake evil label. Yeah. I mean, I've had friends who are Wiccan and sometimes, and uh, they actually consider themselves witches. Yeah. Uh, unless you go to a coven or a meeting, and I've done ceremonies with them, you would know. And then if you did it, the ceremony with them, you'd realize there's nothing evil here. Can't tell them apart in the street. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And the it's ceremonies like, are like, oh, this is this is kind of nice and peaceful, and I like this. Yeah, rock and roll. You got witches. They got all the Oz burn out there walking <laughs> with the demons. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's crazy. It's a crazy deal for sure. But um, very interesting stuff, and yeah, interesting. I guess should look. Was it the Egyptian folks? Who were the people that were huge into anim- like the birds and, and 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 animals? Were like they worshipped them. They were the thing. They were the the bees' knees. I would probably go with Egyptian. It pops up all over the place, some to one degree or another. But Egyptian, and also I'm not sure. I think it may it was either Aztec or Mayans. One of one of those two, as well. That- that was a total and the others yeah a giant winged creature and yeah that was a wild time for people getting sacrificed that was a big sacrifice time oh yeah yeah that stuff's weird it's like when you have these eras that humanity has gone through and they just do like an incredibly huge amount of killing people just straight up slaughter like that, it's weird. Like it's, it's crazy, and it's all here. I don't know. There could be something about these things, and you know, I, maybe they're maybe they don't take the form of. Maybe they do take the form of birds, but I don't know. Like the the vibe of their being, the fact that they that the, the, their dark energy and they kind of travel around like a military, and they're on Earth. And the fact that I think when I think of when I think of, you know, and I'm I'm not hating on the troops. I got nothing but love for the troops that, you know what I mean? But when I think of like when a lot of folks like these things we were just talking about, where people were a gigantic amount of people getting killed. The only thing that we can come to come close to it in our time is like war. Would you agree? Oh, I agree. Yeah. So it's like. It's almost like I wonder if there's something to that, you know, the, the way that they travel like a military and they're supposedly on Earth and the biggest body count that goes out is wars. I wonder if I wonder if there's sometime some kind that's a that's a that's a that's a that's a discussion for everybody to have in their brains tonight when they're at home eating dinners and doing what they do and 
If you come to a conclusion, drop us a line at the Mostly Ghostly Facebook page, which we hope everybody's getting into because that thing's popping off. And, uh, you know, the red, the Facebook glows red, I tell you, because there's so much activity going on that Mostly Ghostly Facebook page. You know, I'm digging it. We like it. We like it. It's getting all interactive and stuff. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. So, did you give your final conclusion to what you think these entities are? Well, I, I, instead, what I'll do is I'll say, ask yourself a question. Yeah. Are these entities, are they actually out there, or are they us? Interesting. That's a good question. That is a good question. Too hot for hell, man. Too we're. Was humanity too much for hell? If we were too much for hell and we're here, where do you when when you when you're too much for hell and you die, where do you go? That's the interesting question. Are you reincarnated, Ray? Is that what we're talking? The reincarnated. Is, you you never you never leave the earth. This is you your just, prison now. It's your hell. Yeah, reincarnation then. And I do think reincarnation, you need to capitalize on that. But um, that's, that would make sense. With the, That would bring reincarnation into it if that was the case. If it was just a fishbowl or whatever that we were trapped in, trapped in a bubble and souls couldn't escape, they just maybe float away, then bounce and drip, come back. Or just don't even bother. They just go straight into the next thing. I mean, I at one point in my life when I was younger... That's what I assumed death was, period, end of sentence, like, and nothing else. Like, there was a period in my life, I think, before, like, I even started going to church. And I think that's what, as a kid, that's what I assumed when you died. you It goes black, and you're born into a new deal. That, I think that I'm pretty positive that's how I felt. And then religion comes in, and then you start believing in afterlife stuff, and there being a heaven or a hell, you know what I mean? And then you get older and you, you know, you get wider opinions and conversations and, you know, it's, it's, religion's a battlefield, spiritual battlefield. You know, there's so much uh, militaries out there. You got to be careful. So, Ray, this was a pleasure, my friend, as always, as always. It's good. It's good. You know? Cindy Lou, if you're listening out there, we're sending you our love. You know, missing you. We'll catch. I'm sure we'll catch you soon. Um, she just did. We just did like four or five episodes straight, I think, with Cindy Lou. So she's probably chilling out, relaxing, shooting some b-ball outside of school. You know what I mean? I seen some pictures. She was doing some cool sports stuff, which is nice. So we appreciate that. That's all good in the hood. Um, we got some guests coming soon. You know what I mean? Just on the Bobby Dizzle show. Uh, Bobby will be on our show soon. He likes to talk about paranormal stuff. You know, we've got some uh, we've got some other folks coming up. Did we mention Damian Gray passing right on the show? I think we did. Okay. Well, rest in peace again. Damian Gray is a good dude. Uh, if anybody out there want to pay their respects to Damien, go listen to his uh, episode, I think, Abduction Days with Damien Gray, which I didn't even know we were going to get into abduction. 
he was a good dude from uh black lotus media black lotus live and uh yeah good good shout out to the team yeah i know ha- happy trees is coming wild trees <laughs> happy trees <laughs> wild <laughs> trees is coming on the show soon too he-, he was on last year but i'm rambling like a madman you know what i mean so with uh, that being said you know we hope everybody enjoyed this episode uh if you enjoyed this episode, there's plenty more episodes out there, Ray. How many seasons are we up to now? We're, I think we're in season four. I think we're in season four. You know what I mean? And uh, so there's plenty of listening material, material out there. <clears throat> I bring that up because we dropped reference to maybe a handful of previous episodes <clears throat> in tonight's episode. And uh, it's always good to kind of... You know, I, I hear that it's good. People like to tell me that, you know, when they, they like that we reference because they'll bang out this episode that they're listening to and they follow up and like they, 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 they it's kind of like a double header type deal, which they say they appreciate. And I appreciate hearing that. You know what I mean? Right. He says, absolutely. Well, oh, yeah. With, oh, yeah. And we also have a Patreon page for anybody out there that likes to support uh, a little financially. We don't push it too hard on you, but we got the Patreon.com Boombastic Streaming. Boombastic with two O's. But you know what? We'll catch y'all on the next episode of Mostly Ghostly. (laughs) 